Well, folks, we've made it to Thursday, so we're almost there. Today is the 22nd of October, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 37, verses 1 through 18, Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18, Revelation 9, 1 through 12, and the Gospel of Luke 10, 25 through 37. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Savior Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 18. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of the wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in God and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in God, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to God. Trust in God, and God will act. God will make your vindication shine like the light, and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before God, and wait patiently for God. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. 
For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for God shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land, and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous, and gnash their teeth at them. But God laughs at the wicked, for God sees that their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to kill those who walk uprightly. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is a little that the righteous person has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but God upholds the righteous. God knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will abide forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance. But the wicked perish, and the enemies of God are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish, like smoke they vanish away. The wicked borrow and do not pay back, but the righteous are generous and keep giving. For those blessed by God shall inherit the land, but those cursed by God shall be cut off. Our steps are made firm by God, when God delights in our way. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. For God holds us by the hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or their children begging bread. They are ever giving liberally and lending, and their children become a blessing. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach. Chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. A wise magistrate educates their people, and the rule of an intelligent person is well-ordered. As the people's judge is, so are their officials. As the ruler of the city is, so are all its inhabitants. An undisciplined ruler ruins their people, but a city becomes fit to live in through the understanding of its rulers. The government of the earth is in the hand of God, and over it, God will raise up the right ruler for the time. Human success is in the hand of God, and it is God who confers honor upon the lawgiver. Do not get angry with your neighbor for every injury, and do not resort to acts of insolence. Arrogance is hateful to God and to mortals, and injustice is courageous to both. Sovereignty passes from nation to nation on account of injustice and insolence and wealth. How can dust and ashes be proud? Even in life, the human body decays. A long illness baffles the physician. The king of today will die tomorrow. For when one is dead, they inherit maggots, maggots and vermin and worms. The beginning of human pride is to forsake God. The heart has withdrawn from its maker. For the beginning of pride is sin, and the one who clings to it pours out abominations. Therefore, the ling- Therefore God brings upon them unheard of calamities and destroys them completely. God overthrows the thrones of rulers and enthrones the lowly in their place. God plucks up the roots of the nations and plants the humble in their place. 
God lays waste the lands of the nations and destroys them to the foundations of the earth. God removes some of them and destroys them and erases the memory of them from the earth. Pride was not created for human beings, nor violent anger for those born of humans. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle J, a song of Judith. I will sing a new song to my God, for you are great and glorious, wonderful in strength, invincible. Let the whole creation serve you, for you spoke and all things came into being. You sent your breath and it formed them. No one is able to resist your voice. Mountains and seas are stirred to their depths. Rocks melt like wax at your presence. But to those who fear you, you continue to show mercy. No sacrifice, however fragrant, can please you. But whoever fears God shall stand in your sight forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and can be forever, and will be forever. (laughs) Amen. Reading from Revelation, chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. And the fifth angel blew their trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth. And the angel was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. They opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke, like the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, and they were given authority like the authority of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to damage the grass of the earth or any green growth or any tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were allowed to torture them for five months, but not to kill them. And their torture was like the torture of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death, but not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. In appearance, the locusts were like horses equipped for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold. Their faces were like human faces, their hair long and flowing, and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had scales like iron breastplates, and the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. They have tails like scorpions with stingers, and in their, ta- in their tails is their power to harm people for five months. They have as ruler over them the angel of the bottomless pit. Their name in Hebrew, the angel's name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, the angel is called Apollyon. The first woe has passed. There are still two woes to come. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed be God, the God of Israel. They has come to their people and set them free. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of God's servant David. Through God's holy prophets, God promised of old that God would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. God promised to show mercy to our forebears and to remember their covenant, their holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our parents Abraham and Sarah, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship God without fear, 
holy and righteous in God's sight all the days of our life. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, they said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to them, what is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answered, you shall love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to them, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify themselves, the lawyer asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell in the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan while traveling came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The lawyer said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Excuse me. So, friends, I have a few thoughts on the scriptures. Actually, they're really unified in my mind today, and I hope that I can share the message that I have received simply and concisely and clearly. So may the Holy Spirit be with me and guide my words. Our theme today is that the lowly, the humble, and the meek will inherit glory. These are the ones that will be lifted up. So let's talk about what that means. We started to touch on it yesterday. Our gospel today, and and, and I want to pause here and say, because as we touched on yesterday, it has been so abused and misused in our church, particularly with people of color and with women. Proponents of slavery told blacks that humility meant to remain enslaved and to submit themselves to their masters. That is absolute, complete, and total bullshit. It is not God's truth. Even today, women in some church communities, in many of the mainstream church communities here in America and in other places, particularly I'm thinking about some of our um, greater communities in Africa, tell women that humility means for them to be silent, to be less than, to make themselves smaller, 
And that is also bullshit, my friends. I was thinking as I was reading through the scriptures, how then do we define humility out of God's truth? How do we define meekness out of God's truth? And then I got to our gospel reading and Jesus defines it for us. To love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. That is what being meek and humble and putting the dominion of God first looks like. That is what it is like lived out, acted out in the world. <clears throat> Unless you, like the lawyer, have further question, who is our neighbor? This is who your neighbor is, the person in need. The person providence places in your path. No matter what they look like or where they're from. I think that's pretty simple. And then I think we connect further to Revelation. When we put God and God's dominion first, and let me be extremely clear, God and God's dominion is the dominion of love. When we put this first, we are living out God's definition of humility and meekness. And then God's name is written on our foreheads. We are marked as God's. Let me be extremely clear. The path to salvation is the path of love. We become God's when we prioritize God. Let me talk a little bit about what that doesn't look like to provide like the antithetical example. What arrogance looks like is not, as our church has told us, a person of color or a woman that speaks out. Bullshit. What arrogance looks like is a person who thinks that where they have gotten is due to themselves. A person who gives themselves more credit than they are due. I have a very kind friend who, when I have a success, I say, if there's anything good that I have done, it is because I got out of the way enough for the Holy Spirit to work in and through me. And my friend will say, no, give yourself some credit, not understanding what I mean. True arrogance is thinking that you have earned it and done it. That God is putting yourself before God. Idolatry and arrogance are not just kissing cousins, but very entwined. Um, worshiping the idols of money and power and putting to the side the virtues of love and humanity and fellowship is arrogance. So the person who comes to power by backstabbing 
and hurting and climbing over other people, that is arrogance. The person who comes to power by stepping off of that carnival ride and saying, I'm not playing this game, no matter what happens here on earth, I am going to live out of love. I'm going to place that before any societal power, success, wealth, etc. Hopefully you see the contrast that I am making here. And this all comes back to being rooted firmly in love and in God. So let me just summarize. It is the humble and the meek that shall inherit the dominion of God. Who are the humble and the meek? Those who put God's dominion before, first prioritize over anything else the earth has to offer. The people who put love first. The people whose prime directive, if you will, whose first calling is to live out love in the world. And those people are marked as God. They have given themselves to God. And so they are designated as God's own. And they are blessed. Their eternal, immortal souls are blessed and safe and sacred, and they inherit eternal life, and they are co-creators with God, bringing the dominion of God here and always. May we be they. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We're going to use the prayers found on page 12 of that Iona Abbey worship book in place of suffrages again today. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, 
We place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. May the blessing of light be upon us light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for Proper 24. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy, that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A Collect for the Renewal of Life O God, Sovereign Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Let us use, as we have been, the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. O God, we intercede on behalf all of your creation, that your beloved children, humans, focus on you, make living your love priority, the top priority, and draw the nurturing and strength and capability to be your love in the world from your divine self. May you be the source of all our actions, God. 
May we respond with love to all of the neighbors that you place in our path. And may we rest assured that our salvation is safe in your hands, that our immortal souls are cradled in the warmth of your embrace, that your name is written on our foreheads, and that we are at once with and within you. We belong to you, O oh God. May we start living like it. Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit the honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear. Our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.